0: How y'all doing? Welcome back to another episode of the Checkerboard Chat. Here we are, episode six. <laughs> it feels like literally just last week we got started, um, but we've got, we're six episodes deep. Uh, another thing, me and you both wanted to talk about just coming out of the gate really doesn't have anything to do with Tennessee, <clears throat> um, but last week we did notice a pretty massive Matt. Well, let me say Matt, massive for <laughs> us, a massive <laughs> following, you know, on Twitter. Um, Massive for two guys
1: that just like to talk about sports. Yeah, just two
0: random guys that decided to start a podcast. Uh, So we really appreciate all the love and uh, And the following
1: support. Not not that it's massive or anything. It it's
0: just that how quickly I guess it's happened. Yeah, it was in one night. So it's it's crazy. So we we really appreciate it. Um, You know, we hope that you guys enjoy it. And hit us up on that Twitter. You know, if there's something you want to talk about, or if you have questions, we can answer those on the podcast. Or if you want to discuss different topics, let us know what you guys want. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, know. we're
1: always we're always active on there. We'll we'll be interactive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we just wanted to get that out of the way. Again, thank each and every one of you that listen, um, play, and follow on Twitter. <clears <clears <throat> now, yeah. to jump Heck into yeah. the episode. Yeah, we got a couple things to cover here, and
1: you know, it's it was award week in college football. You know, they announced who was who was in the running for the Heisman. The Blitnickoff <laughs> didn't go without any drama. Just a, you know,
0: yeah. And I give the yo <laughs> noise for the. I, I was a little <laughs> late, but that was for the Heisman. Oh uh, yeah. Um, well, so let's start with the good stuff, okay? Jalen Hyatt won the Blitnickoff Award. Him. Um, very prestigious award as far as for you know wide receivers, and there was some, there dog. was some, <laughs> dog, <laughs> there was some discussion going into this, you know whether he was going to win, whether he deserved it, uh, etc. But nonetheless, Hyatt walked away with the Blitnikoff Award. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't do my research on this. Have we ever had a Blitnikoff Award winner that no. uh, that, that I can no. I can't remember any so. Never. We've never had one in Tennessee history. So yeah. So leading up to that, here's what got Jalen Hyatt to bring home the bulletin a cough. So Jalen Hyatt was the only receiver. T- well, Tennessee was the only team, okay, in the SEC, uh, to have a 1000 yard receiver uh this season. That's yeah. pretty big. Massive. <clears throat> so he was. He had 15 touchdowns, which was first in all of college football. Obviously, first in the SEC. Receiving yards per game. Okay, he had 105.6. That's an average. That came in at number four in all of college football. But
1: but that's four in all of college football. That's but he that was uh, first in Power Five.
0: Oh really? I did yeah, I did not yeah. notice that. So yeah, I knew that, it was, was four in college football. Obviously it was first in the SEC, but I did not yeah. know that he was first in yeah, the It was, it was in power, first in power five. five, yeah. Okay, well you may be able to help me on this next one. Receiving yards in total, he had twelve hundred and sixty seven. Now according to what they show, that's third in college football period, first in the SEC. Do you know yeah, if that's I don't I don't know if uh receiving yards total. I I I don't know the, the number of as far as power five goes. Uh so you know, 30-plus-yard receptions, he had 15 of those, first in college football, first in the SEC. And then moving on down the list, there was like 40-yard receptions, 50-yard receptions, 60-yard right, right. receptions. He was first in all of those, college well, yeah. football and the SEC.
1: I mean, the body of work spoke for itself for Jalen Hyatt. I mean, the dude, I mean, there were Ohio State fans complaining. I mean, do not do not get me wrong, If if the roles were reversed and we had a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., I would be mad too. Just because he's got oh, the he's he's got the typical wide receiver look. I mean, he he just looks like he's gonna be a a great in the future. Legacy wise, you know, his his dad. One of
0: the best deal. wide receivers ever. <clears throat> um Marvin Harrison Jr. is certainly no slouch. Um yeah. I would and this may ruffle the feathers of some Tennessee fans. But if I was an NFL GM, I may actually pick him over Jalen Hyatt. I think he may be a better pro prospect than Jalen Hyatt. But the Blitnikoff Award is not given to who's the best NFL pro or yeah. you know potential pro. It's who had the best college football season. And statistically, Jalen Hyatt had that across the board. There was no real competition even. I mean, he was yeah. first in every category but two.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I saw Ohio State fans complaining about um oh well Jalen Hart was wide open every play, you know.
0: Well, it, that's the
1: point. Dude,
0: I have seen that five hundred times. Let me tell you something. How can you how could you knock him for that? Okay, one <laughs> it's if I'm not mistaken, a receiver's job is to get as open as possible and try to catch the ball. Yes. Am I wrong? That's job number one. That's job number one. <laughs> and then I've seen other people. Well, it's because y'all run that gimmick offense. Okay. Well, as an offensive coordinator, my job is to scheme up something to get that receiver open.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, he's the fastest receiver in the country. Like, I mean, obviously, you're going to do what you can do to get him open.
0: Yeah. I just, I didn't understand. I mean, I've seen a ton of whining. Well, it's because of the gimmicky offense. Well, it worked. I mean, so yeah. how can you call that gimmicky when my job is to get that man open? and he gets open, and he's catching touchdowns. I I don't understand. And then it's not like he caught those touchdowns against trash teams. He had five against Alabama.
1: A third of his total were against, I mean, arguably the – not arguably the best team in a decade. (laughs) I'm (laughs) not saying saying this year's team for Alabama was the best in the decade. The best team over the past ten years has been Alabama, without a doubt. Oh, 100%, 1,000%.
0: Take it people, however you want it. Just you know, they were like, "Well, what's his what's his stats against ranked teams?" And some guy was like, "Well, he had nine touchdowns <laughs> against ranked teams." And then they were like, "Well, okay, uh, well, are they ranked now, or were they ranked when you played them?" They were like, "Well, <laughs> LSU and Alabama are both ranked, and he had seven against those <laughs> two teams." So take that how you want it. I mean, yeah. So, uh, we touched on it just a second ago. What's your opinion? Who do you think will be the better pro prospect? Uh, of the two marvin harrison jr or jalen Hyatt? let I me mean, take both, my
1: both are dogs let okay. me take my orange colored glasses off for this one i i want to say hi I, I want to so bad but i and i don't know i've not sat down and watched enough uh ohio state games this year i watched two or three and uh but to me just looking at the whole body of work i mean the stats speak speak for themselves I mean, that doesn't always translate to NFL. Don't get me wrong. No. But, and you're that's correct. But I, I mean, I feel like Jalen Hyatt has the speed. Sure <laughs> up his hands a little bit more, and he's going to be dangerous One in the thing NFL. thing is, if
0: he lands into a system that can get him open like we got him open, yeah, he'll be the better pro prospect.
1: Oh, I, I agree. I agree with but that. But
0: going off of the body work to this point, statistically he had the better year I personally just believe Marvin Harrison Jr. will be a better pro athlete Um, not that Jalen Hyatt won't be successful like you said earlier though I just think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a generational legacy top player that is going to be able to go into any system and be successful Um, you know I'm not talking him up to be a Lord, who who's some of the like a Tyree killer? I mean that I don't yeah, think that that's yeah. going to be the case, but I think he will have success wherever he does end up going.
1: The next Devonte Adams.
0: <laughs> now, talking awards. In my opinion, there were two other. Oh, <clears throat> little mention. Tennessee did win best student section of the year. <laughs> Deservingly so. Deservingly so. That's obvious. They could win that any year, but this year we actually won it. uh There was some controversy. I did see some people complaining about coach of the year. How do you feel about that one? That was give That was the award uh, that was given to uh, Sonny Dykes at TCU.
1: It's hard to argue with that one. I mean, the guy, first year coach, goes twelve uh, and regular season, loses his conference championship. But I mean that's a tough one. Of course, I want Hypo to win it, but you went ten and two. There were coaches <laughs> yeah. that that did better than you, so I understand that one.
0: I, I do agree. I think Sunny Docks was very deserving of that award. Um, just off top of your head, do you have any idea where TCU was picked to finish in the Big Twelve
1: from the beginning of the year,
0: like preseason yeah, like picks? Preseason.
1: Ooh, I would I would guess somewhere near the top, but.
0: Do you think they were jumping Texas and Oklahoma? No, no, not Texas, Oklahoma, or Baylor. I don't, I don't think. So probably four to seven somewhere yeah, in that. Yeah, probably, range. probably in that range. So he turned out. I mean, obviously didn't win the conference as far as the championship game, but regular season, like you said, went twelve and zero. So to me, you can't you can't give it to anybody else. This yeah. guy was picked be probably somewhere in the middle of the pack in his conference, and now the man's taking his team to the playoffs. With yeah. his, you know, play con and whatnot. As a, as a first year coach, might I add? First year coach, that is incredible. So I, you know, we both agree. Sunny Docks deserve that award. Um, secondly, and boy, does this get my skin crawling. Hendon Hooker didn't even receive an invite to New York City for the Heisman ceremony.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's. Insane to me. I, I didn't expect him to win it. Don't get me wrong, because the injury, injury always knocks him out of winning. Always. No matter who it is, what year it is, it happens every year that someone's been prolific for the entire season, and then all of a sudden, boom, they, they hurt themselves. They get injured towards the end, and then – Look at Blake Corum from Michigan. Yeah, he didn't get how, But how many times does that happen, and the player still gets to,
0: to go to Atlanta? Yeah, well, I, you know, uh, it. I'm I'm reaggravating myself now yeah. thinking about it. Um, I don't see how you can look at his entire body of work and see that he doesn't deserve to at least make the trip, be a part of the four. Which brings up another discussion. So obviously, if you don't get invited, you're not going to win. That's out of the question. Like you well, yeah, said, when yeah. he when he got hurt, that you know that's done. But how, on God's little green earth, do you include Stetson Bennett in that? <laughs> the most average quarterback of all time. Dude. Just with absolute studs all around him. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think he's a serviceable college quarterback. I mean, he's not awful. He torched, no, he's not, not uh, terrible. He's torched other teams. But, statistically, Hendon Hooker had a better season than him. Oh, correct? easily. 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 But you've got these Midwest and West Coast voters that don't watch the SEC that said, "Oh well, he plays for the number one team. I'll give him a vote."
1: Yeah, Cause, I mean, because that's, that's not what even, it comes down to. He's not even close to being the best player on his team, let alone the best player in college football, which is what the Heisman Award's supposed to be. That's right? what the
0: Heisman Award is for. <laughs> I said the same thing. He's not even the he's not the third best player on his team. I
1: don't, I don't know if he's top ten on his own team.
0: <sighs> gosh, that just runs all over me. So, which Brings the question. Here's how you can tell, in my opinion, this is one formula that me and you talked about before, to to determine, okay, if if a quarterback is Heisman-worthy. Okay, take Stetson Bennett, plug him into Tennessee. Does Tennessee win 10 games with Stetson Bennett as quarterback? Mm -hmm. Seven wins? I was thinking eight to nine, which... Is, you know, coming off of what we've come off of, I would have been okay with, but that's still not 10 what Hendon and Joe accomplished in the last game and the first 11 for Hendon. All right. Go ahead. I, you got you a thought. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they, they beat Ball State.
1: Uh, they lose the pit game if Stetson Bennett's the quarterback. That's a, already an overtime affair, and I, and I don't think he's got the – Got the ability. He's, he's Basically, what we're getting at is he's
0: not better than Hendon Hooker. He's not better than Hendon Hooker. So, on the flip side of that, plug Hendon Hooker into Georgia on that team. Of course, you can't win more games than they've won. They've won them all. But, in my opinion, you don't struggle with Kent State. You don't no. struggle with Missouri. And, you know, people have talked about how... Tennessee got, quote-unquote, bent over and blown out. Which was, what, a 14-point loss? Yeah, from Georgia, yeah, it was a 14-point loss. I mean, let me know the next time somebody gets beat by 14 when that's considered a, quote-unquote, backbreaker. Yeah. But you beat us, nonetheless. Um, but I think they score more, and they win by more than 14 with Hendon Hooker on that roster than Stetson Bennett. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You got Hendon Hooker there. T- I mean, they're blowing everybody out. It's just it is what it is. Um, USC Caleb Williams, which I believe is going to be your Heisman winner. <laughs> That's so dumb. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, they. It, the I'm I'm telling you, I'm frustrated. <laughs> the script's already out there, man. It's, they wanted uh, to have it. Yeah. Plug and Hooker into USC. Do they lose to Utah twice? No. No. Absolutely not. Plug Hendon Hooker on TCU. Do they lose to, uh, oh gosh, who was it? Kansas State? Kansas State? K no. State? No. No, not a chance. Did the only one, now, hear me out. I don't think CJ Stroud is better than Hendon, but even with Hendon on that roster, I don't know that they beat Michigan.
1: Yeah, I think it's Hinden, CJ Stroud's the closest one to Hendon, probably in talent. I in guess talent. I would say, it. Um, and ma- maybe it's, say
0: that. maybe
1: it's not even talent. Maybe it's also, and I know we touched on it when we were talking about Hyatt, but maybe it's also, I mean your your offensive play calling and offensive scheme puts you in position to succeed. Yeah, that just is what it
0: is. Yep. I mean, <laughs> how many people would pay good money to see a Hendon Hooker fifty yard bomb to Marvin Harrison Jr.? <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know. I personally believe that he was snubbed. That's where I'm at with it. I will not change my mind. You will not change my mind. And there are no amount of facts that you can throw at me that can change my mind. I don't plan on trying to change anyone's mind because I'm right there with you. On paper, he had a statistically better year than, of course, I've not broken it down, but I would guarantee you two of the four finalists, even missing a game in... When did he go out in South Carolina game? Was it third, fourth quarter? It was third quarter, I think. Third quarter. So a Late game in one quarter. Yeah. He did not play and still produce better numbers than some of the people that will be in New York. Yep. That's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. So, you know, that covers... High, uh uh Award week. Award week. <clears throat> For us, anyway. Of course, there are several other awards. I'm pretty sure. Um, what's his name? That Will Anderson from Alabama. Yeah, he, he. He's. He had to rent a U-Haul to get hardware home. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: You expected that. Yeah. So he's, he's going to be. There's a very
0: good chance he's the first guy picked. Probably. That's where. That's 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 my thought and pro, or You know. Thoughts, basically. Yeah. So. We're done with the word week. Moving on. Last week selection Sunday is that's what I call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we found out who
1: we're going to play. Our last episode, we were speculating where we would go, who we'd play. Well, well, you guys know, and you've known for a few days now that we're here recording.
0: I got my wish. Yeah, it's going down, Dabo. We got Dabo. Dabo went the, the smoke. Tigers. They do not.
1: Devin don't want those smoke. He'll be flipping burgers.
0: He better hope he's flipping burgers pregame. <laughs> he they're gonna need all the protein they can get. I don't know. I better <coughs> excuse me, I better calm down. Last time I started talking like this, we got beat by we let somebody hang 63 <laughs> on us.
1: That's a team from South Carolina.
0: <laughs> it's a, yeah, oh gosh. That didn't make it any better. Why'd you do that? <laughs> it but, don't matter. Uh we got Clemson in the orange bowl, in Miami, Florida. That is December 30th, and I can't remember. Is that 7 or 8 p.m. kickoff? 7.30, I think. Okay, nailed it. Right dead center. I I could be wrong, but I think it's (laughs) 7.30. Honestly, in my opinion. 8 o'clock ESPN. 8 o'clock, okay. I think this is going to be a good matchup. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that scares me is the typical in Tennessee fashion. We're going to get a quarterback that's going to come out and put up next year Heisman numbers on us. Yeah. Okay. Um, Klubnick. Sure. How in the world has this cat been riding the bench with uh DJ? Ung- Ungerle.
1: We Ungalele, who's in whatever the portal his name now. is.
0: He's in the portal. He's going to USC. He's going to be the next quarterback at USC. And my, that's where I think he's going. Um, but i don't know uh it'll be a good game defense is huge what this comes down to just like every other bowl outside of the playoffs is going to depend on who opts out who does not
1: yeah that's uh that's uh, definitely a definitely a different way to look at it cuz you know everyone's opting out now
0: yeah so i i don't know nothing's been official I would assume Jalen Hyatt will not play. What do you think?
1: He said he was going to announce next week, I think. But if I was him, if I was advising him, I would tell him not to play. I would tell him not to play. That is
0: correct. Cedric Tillman. Does he play? No. Byron Young? No. Uh, You know, so... Those are three pretty big key pieces for us that uh, may not play. Again, nothing is official. Nothing has uh, come across the the wire as far as who will, who will not play. Those are just that's speculation on our end.
1: Right. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just thinking of of guys that will or won't play, and I, I'm assuming that those guys
0: won't. Yeah. And, you know, I've not deep-dived into um, Clemson's roster. I'm sure that they probably have a guy or two or three or five that may opt out and not decide to play. Um, so, again, it and it's not just us in the Orange Bowl. We're talking every bowl game outside of the playoffs. Um, they're going to have opt-outs. Guys don't want to play in a quote-unquote what people are calling a meaningless bowl game. The playoffs have kind of watered down bowl games and the whole bowl system. Um, There's no point really in going out and risking injury for a game that all it does is give you another tally mark in the W or the L column. uh, But even, even games that do matter,
1: you got guys opting out and I'm going to butcher his name, Smith and Jigba or whatever his name is for Ohio state. Oh, for Ohio state. He's opted out and they're, they got a chance to play for a national championship, and you got there, your,
0: yeah, they're in the playoff. Yeah,
1: you got a receiver a opting end out spot
0: in the playoff, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, still a playoff. Yeah, you got a guy opting out that's got a chance to win a national championship. <laughs> that is insane to me. I, I, here's 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 my thing. If you're going to go to a bowl game, and you are a top end NFL prospect, personally, I don't mind you opting out. I would, like you said, I would advise you to opt out. But if you have national championship implications on the line, absolutely not. And my opinion, uh, the way I feel about it at that point, you've just you've you've quit, you've walked out, and you've given up on your team.
1: Yeah, especially if you got something to play for, that's that's the craziest
0: thing ever for me. Yeah, I do not disagree there. So in the uh, in this bowl game. You know, Tennessee versus Clemson, it's a matchup people have begged for for a few years for whatever reason. Uh, Tennessee and Clemson don't have a massive history, but I will say, you know, over the past few years, uh, Tennessee and Clemson have been dogfighting for recruits. Yeah, you know, we've, we've from cherry this picked area, a few, too. We've cherry-picked a few out of their backyard. Uh, we've picked a cherry-few. Cherry-few. <laughs> we've cherry-picked a few out of their backyard and vice versa. Yeah. Um. But – Main one now, granted, I don't know that they were uh recruiting him or not, but Jalen Hyatt's from South Carolina,
1: yeah, that's true. Um,
0: they also had Amari Rogers from Oak Ridge, Amari right? uh, from Catholic. Catholic, who the, was who's the dude from Oak Ridge? T Higgins, current
1: Cincinnati T Higgins, Vingel.
0: yeah, so you know, we have we've been in dogfights with him over recruiting, um. And, you know, it's obviously turned out pretty successful on both ends. T. Higgins is in the NFL. Jalen Hyatt from South Carolina committed to Tennessee and has played. He's going to go to the NFL. Um, so, you know, it's worked out. But could you imagine an offense that could have could have uh, featured Jalen Hyatt and T. Higgins? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously not at the same time. but Not at the same time. But you come off the tails of T. Higgins and pick up with a Jalen Hyatt, holy cow.
1: With a... Uh... A long haired QB starter now plays for Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs)
0: That's Trevor Lawrence, if you haven't guessed. Yeah.
1: Who was, uh, that haunts me. Seeing pictures
0: of him in that Tennessee jersey haunt (laughs) me
1: makes me so mad.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Butch. Thanks, Butch. (laughs) Thanks, Butch. Butch. We didn't need him.
1: I hope you're enjoying life down there in Arkansas, Butch.
0: I hope you're not. I hope you're absolutely (laughs) miserable. I hope it sucks. I hope you wake up every day regretting <laughs> passing on him.
1: Uh, every day. That's so, so crazy to me. Yeah, son, <sighs> you're just, uh, you're not cut out to come play for Tennessee. It's not the kind oh, of offense yeah, we want to run.
0: We don't need him. <laughs> yeah, <Goodness> okay. Gracious. <sighs> so, nonetheless, um, <laughs> Clemson, does, goodness gracious, Clemson does have a quarterback. Um, that's a super big head scratcher. Like you when you see him play you're wondering like, okay, how has this guy not started?
1: I mean I I'm guessing
0: somebody on the inside really like DJQB. I mean, yeah, I d- and that's the thing. I don't I personally I don't believe he's a bad quarterback. No, he's not he's not terrible. His stats are I decent. I just don't know that either. A, it's a good fit or B there's really not a whole... I mean, I've, again, I've not watched all their games, but how many weapons does he have around him? Like, top-tier weapons.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't know. And I know we touched on him earlier where, where he might transfer. I personally think he's going to UCLA. He's from yeah. from you that did, area.
0: You, you did pick up on that. I forgot Caleb Williams does have one more year. but Yeah. What, so what? what is DJ? What is he, a sophomore, junior, senior? Uh... I want to say sophomore going into his junior year, but I could be wrong about that. So, if you want to go to the guy that's putting people in the Heisman finalist, you're going to go to Lincoln Riley. I mean, if you sit behind a year with Caleb Williams, another year to learn. I mean, maybe. UCLA with Chip Kelly. I think he goes to Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's a heck of a coach to turn that UCLA program around.
1: If I had to guess, that's that's where he's going.
0: So so we're going to have what did you say this guy's name was the quarterback Cade Clubnick Cade Clubnick K- I think that's the correct pronunciation oh I don't care He don't play for Tennessee so <laughs> butchered all you want let's hope you butchered this game too Uh, so it's him versus Joe Milton thing with that is is if what happens what I think is going to happen does happen and we're missing Hyatt and Tillman I don't know. We still have, we still got weapons and we yeah. still got, uh, Ramel Keaton, uh, Squirrel White, dog, um, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Both. So I'm not too concerned about that. My concern is still going to be what it has been with Joe Milton is can he throw it and not throw it 500 yards? Can he put some touch on it? Can he, um, of course, we draw up good system. I mean, it's not like we have a bad system on offense to where you know it's not. It's obvious it's worked. We beat and you know, it's ten and two on the year yeah. for our record. So we've done. We had to do on offense to you know beef up our offense. And and I don't know enough about Clemson's defense to know if we're going to have to run continuous go routes and just hope for a prayer, or if we can work the middle like you know we did in some games this year and just hope that Joe can put a little touch on it to you know schematically work down the field and put points on board
1: and you know uh joe he's he's been pretty good this season in the garbage time he's had don't get me wrong in the uh intermediate short to intermediate range passing i mean he's, he's been fairly accurate it's just the deep ball that's been hit or miss yeah, joe
0: and the thing is is i don't know we got the guys quick enough to go down there and get it but <laughs> he's he's still out throwing those guys, which yeah. is super impressive, but it doesn't field you anything on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, the, that Vandy game
0: was pouring rain, ninety percent of it, so it's hard to judge that one. Yeah, and, but I will say, even at the in the Vanderbilt game, the ones that he did overthrow were not, you know, vastly overthrown. They were just a little overthrown, but. A little, a lot, it don't matter. They were overthrown.
1: <laughs> overthrown. Yeah, a miss is a miss. Yeah.
0: Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, as I've been told in my yeah. life. Um, so, yeah, Tennessee versus Clemson in the Orange Bowl in Miami. 8 p.m. kickoff December 30th. We're looking forward to that game. We will do a pregame, obviously, on that to go over in-depth more. It's going to be the orangiest Orange Bowl of all orange bowls. Oh my goodness. I seen somebody on Twitter's like paint the orange paint the field orange and make them both wear all orange. <laughs> uh-huh. I would throw up. Oh that would be terrible. That would be awful. So we're done with the orange bowl. We'll cover that more in detail um on a pregame episode and we'll probably just go over nothing but that game in detail with stats and all that good stuff. So moving on. We do have a big game coming up on Sunday for the men's basketball team. Uh that is Tennessee versus Maryland in the Basketball Hall of Fame Invitational in Brooklyn, New York.
1: Barclays Center. Nets. Where the Nets play.
0: Maryland is 8-1 on the year. Uh, They did lose to Wisconsin this week on December 6th. Um, I may have already said it, but they lost to Wisconsin. Yeah. It's their only loss... um, Maryland's been considered the best team in the Big Ten as that's, of this moment. That's that's a pretty easy thing to say, honestly. Yeah, you know, we think down here, you know, we're all football, so it's like, well, what about Ohio State? What about Michigan? I mean, just realistically, that's not how that works. Same in the SEC. You know, Kentucky is dog doo-doo at football, but they have a pretty good basketball team sometimes, but Rick Barnes is still their daddy.
1: I mean, the the – Obviously, Wisconsin because they just got beat by him. But the only other team would be Purdue, There's number four right
0: now. Well, then I, that tells me that, you know, Maryland's not the best team in the Big Ten. Purdue would be. Um, but either way, so I, obviously, number two, big two team in the Big team, Ten. Yeah. Number wise. two team in the Big Ten. There we go. Yes. Spit it out, Al. English, English. Yeah, English. So this is a number seven Tennessee versus number thirteen matchup. Um, I think the AP poll will come out
1: before that, or not? Doesn't the basketball AP poll come out on Sundays? It,
0: it comes out this coming Sunday. So, but I don't know if that'll be pre or post game. That's true. Because we play on Sunday, correct?
1: Yes, four thirty
0: yeah. p.m. So, I, you know, for the sake of doing it, Eastern I would time. just call this number seven versus number thirteen. What, what time?
1: Eastern time, 4.30.
0: Eastern time, gotcha. Okay. Um, They had... I really don't know who they've played. Um, they've beaten number 16, Illinois, in a pretty down Miami team. Uh, if you're looking for marquee wins on their schedule, those are the two you're going to find. There, yeah, there's not any crazy,
1: crazy marquee wins other than the Illinois team, who at the time was ranked higher than them. But we, now we've come to see that Illinois is not as good as
0: their ranking was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, not as good as advertised. Um, so here's some stats on Maryland. Of course, you know, Vols fans, if you've watched any ball games, you know, that we've played in, you obviously know where we are. We're more of a defensive team versus an offensive team, but we do have the ability to put points up. Um, but talking about Maryland and going over what they do, the average 78 points per game um, – 37.9 rebounds, 11.8 assists, and six steals. That's their average so far for the year. And again, those may be beefed up a little bit because outside of Miami and Indiana or Illinois, I mean, they've really not played much of anybody.
1: No, they haven't. And Tennessee's points per game is only uh, 2.3 right behind them, 76, instead of 78.3 for Maryland. But uh, give, points given up. Tennessee's is only at fifty one point two, which I think is going to be extremely important for this game. The defense is really going to have to yep. keep doing Absolutely. what they've been doing for this game because Maryland Maryland can put up points with the best of them.
0: Don't don't quote me on this. What's his name? Is his name Jay Bay Bayless Bias? Covers college basketball. Ball, yeah, Jay Bayless. I think Byless. Um, he's said it several times that Tennessee is by far head and shoulders above anyone in the nation when it comes to defense. We're the number one team in the country on defense, as far as schedule played and points allowed. Yeah, I um, think
1: the analytics show that pretty plainly.
0: Yeah, so it's to me, there's according to them, and from what I've seen, when you look at the stat sheet, there's no there's no second guessing. It's Tennessee is the best defensive team in the nation so far. Yeah, so far, which we've touched on three of our episodes now. If you play for Rick Barnes, you better play defense. You, you better. better play
1: good defense. Yeah, if, if you if you can't play defense, you're probably not going to get much run for Rick Barnes. Nope.
0: Um, so you know, Maryland averages forty-eight point one percent shooting percentage from the field. That's good. Yeah, it's very good. Uh they're seventy-one point seven percent from the free throw line, and they are thirty-three point eight percent from the three-point line. Um Of course, I do watch and follow college basketball pretty heavily, but I don't know what is the average as far as from three. What are you talking on average? Uh,
1: I'm going to say anywhere between 30 and 35 is probably average, but I I don't know that number right off.
0: So they may be a pretty average team from three. Um, From what I was looking at on their roster and breaking down individual statistics, uh, it doesn't look like they have an absolute... Sharpshooter. There's no like, you know, Kyrie Irving or anybody on there that's just gonna kill us from three. Saying that, um, you got to play good defense. You can't give up open looks. You can't let them just come down and throw them up and sink them. Uh similar to how we did who was that team that put us out? Was it Michigan? Last season, Michigan? Yeah. So yeah. can't can't let that happen. Uh, another big question that I have, um, is Vascovi gonna be back? I've not I, seen anything official, but
1: I I, I kind of want to guess and say he he will. I mean, it was a a shoulder injury that happened in the McNeese State game. I think was yeah. it, it was a shoulder. It was, it was something upper body, but I think he's just been precautious about
0: it, kind of sidelined. And you know, if I ain't mistaken, they said that he was quote unquote technically available to play against Eastern Kentucky. He just did not. So, like you said, they may just be holding him out to try to help get him a little better. Um, Either way, it's obviously not going to hurt you to have Viscovi back. Uh, In a game like this, though, I kind of would have preferred for him to get a little, you know, playing time in the Eastern Kentucky game, just kind of get back in a rhythm and whatnot. But what's helped us so far with him being out is Josiah Jordan-James coming back.
1: Yeah, and Rick Barnes said that Santiago uh, was going to practice today. So... We'll they'll see where he is after that, but from then on, we're just we're hoping he's back up to game speed. For let's let's round. hope,
0: let's hope. So, you know, big thing with them is, uh, you know, we didn't go into super big detail, but they're they're kind of middle of the pack as far as their statistics. You know, they average almost eighty. Um, but like we said, we're not allowing more on average than fifty two points a game. So. Right that's gonna that to me is going to be the big thing here um and beating a number 13 Maryland you got a chance to get a quad one win for your resume come March so this is an important game it's not a massive game it's not a season um you know maker or break game but you definitely want to dub on this one
1: yeah we've held four opponents in a row under fifty in a row in a row it was uh Eastern Kentucky. The most recent game, they scored 49. Then Alcorn State put up 40. Then McNeese put up 40. And Kansas put up 50.
0: Yeah, the the big one is Kansas. Yeah. So the other three you kind of expect to bully. Uh, but I did not. First off, I didn't expect us to hold them to 50, let alone win that game.
1: I mean, we've only given up more than 50, I think, twice the whole season. And that was to Colorado, which is a game we lost, and then USC.
0: In uh, the battle for Atlantis, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, every other game we've held our opponent to fifty points or less.
0: Yeah, I mean, so that's again, you're going to play good defense if you're going to play for Rick Barnes. Let's just see how it plays out. Maryland, middle of the pack as far as in the country, um, they are ranked number thirteen, but statistics don't really jump out at you. The one that got me was seventy-eight points a game. I feel like it's pretty high.
1: That's that's averaging quite a bit.
0: eighty. So. Let's hope defense can keep that number down. Um, you know, and we hold true to holding them to 50 or less, 52 or less. If you can hold Maryland to 52 or less with the statistics that I've seen and read out, you're going to win that game. You should win that game. What's the BPI on that?
1: Uh, I think it was Tennessee 70% to win.
0: Okay. That's, I mean – Kind of what you figure. So seventy point five percent to be exact. Seventy point five. Okay. So we're we're projected to win that game. Has there been a line come out? I haven't seen one. I've not
1: seen one. So
0: big game Sunday in Brooklyn. Um basketball hall of fame invitational. Tennessee, ranked number seven versus Maryland, ranked number thirteen. Uh would you say at four thirty PM Eastern time? Four thirty
1: Eastern time, yes. Four thirty Eastern time. time. So
0: Let's hope for a dub. Um, we'll probably go ahead and do that. We'll cover that post game. Probably have something up uh, come Monday. <clears throat> so that's that's where we are with that. So to finish out this episode, again, every week we do weekly picks. Um, last week I went two and one. It's my first week going positive. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Although I am, give me just a second here. Even though I went positive last week, I'm still 3-6. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I went negative uh, so for the first time. You did go negative. So last week I had Packers covering 4.5 versus the Bears. That was a dub. I had Chiefs minus 2 versus the Bengals. Big Ale, big fat L. Patty, Patty didn't get it done against Big Joe. Um, and then I had Michigan men's basketball covering plus 9 versus Kentucky. They did that as a dub.
1: Yeah, Kentucky um, ended up winning that game over yeah. in London. Over in London. But still, Michigan kept it close enough.
0: You had Eagles covering four and a half over the Titans. They, they did that. They absolutely that was so demolished easy. the Titans. Uh, Dolphins to cover four and a half versus the 49ers. 49ers blew the Dolphins out. Yeah,
1: that was not a good one.
0: And then you had Chargers money line versus the Raiders, and the Raiders ended up winning that game. So uh, you went one and two. I went two and one for the first time, so... I'll take that, but saying that, given the the good and the bad, you were still 5 and 4 on the year. I am 3 and 6. So, there's that. Um, so this week <clears throat> we kind of have a a little go ahead.
1: Um, <clears throat> just want to preface this entire segment with my usual um this is not financial advice. We're not we're not trying to get you guys to bet this is uh, strictly inter- in- for entertainment
0: purposes only. Go ahead. Yes, please do not listen to what I say because I will lose you money. That is a guarantee. <laughs> I mean, you are three and six. Three and six. So let's hope for a second week of going positive. Okay, so this week I have the Titans covering three and a half minus three and a half. So the Titans have to beat the Jaguars by at least three and a half. I think that's going to happen. Um, One of my favorite games of the year, the Army-Navy game.
1: It's always a fun one.
0: It's a fun one. Navy is favored by three. I like them to cover that versus Army. And then uh, I have a college basketball pick. Um, Arizona, I have picked to cover one and a half. So minus one and a half for them to win by two or more over Indiana. I mean,
1: that one one feels like a no-brainer to me, but of course I don't... Well, Chase, I've had I mean, nine picks sure.
0: that felt like no-brainers, and I'm three. So, <laughs> That's you know, true.
1: Here we are. That is true. All
0: right, so you, you go ahead and cover your
1: three. <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, Eagles versus Giants is my first one. I, I think the Eagles are going to win by seven. I think they're going to win by more than seven, but seven was the line they gave me. Um, I'm going to take that and run with it, even though that game is in New Jersey at the Giants Stadium. I still think the Eagles are just I – mean, they're the team this year. It's going to yeah. be – they're hard to beat. They're hard for teams to keep it close. I, I just think the Giants aren't going to be able to. Jalen Hurts
0: has had like a complete 180 of a career. Yeah. like, I had them on, like yeah. I had him on
1: fantasy team last year. I don't have him this year. <laughs> oh, no. Mistake. Mistake. Yeah, and then I'm moving on. It's the uh, Cowboys versus Texans game. This one's in AT&T Stadium at, uh, in Dallas. And uh, I'm picking the Cowboys to Minus seventeen against the, what is it? One and ten on the year Texans. They're uh, they're not very good at all, not great, Bob, not great. So yeah, I'm gonna go Cowboys on that one, and then my last one is the Bengals versus the Browns. This one's in Cincinnati. Bengals minus five and a half. Lock it in.
0: The old Tigers versus the massage parlor.
1: <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I think yeah uh, Deshaun's still gonna be rusty
0: yeah I mean that's the thing. You see, we ain't played meaningful football in a year and a half
1: it's <laughs> it was over seven hundred days or something like it's over
0: seven hundred and something days it's something it, I it's saw crazy. like it's been forever
1: for him to play live action football.
0: yeah, so those are our picks. We will follow up with that on our next episode coming up um probably Sunday night and have it posted by Monday. There is one more thing that I wanted to cover, and I saved this to the end um, on purpose. You know, we've talked about, of course, we haven't really covered anything at all as far as, you know, sports outside of men's basketball and the football to this point. Um, But I have watched, and I do keep up with the Lady Vols, and I don't know if you guys have heard or seen, but Tamari Key is out for the season. Yeah. Uh, She's been playing so far this season with blood clots in her lungs. I saw that. Um, And me and Chase both – would like to just send thoughts and prayers with her. That's a scary situation. Um, Didn't Trey Smith end up with that? Isn't that that what caused him to be out while he was here? So that's a very kind of... It's a very touchy, very dangerous, kind of scary situation. So we do want to send out our prayers and thoughts with her and her family. Um, Basically, just, you know, we pray for a speedy recovery. Um, She was a huge cog in that wheel for Tennessee, the Lady Vols. I mean, she... You know and it's sad because they they've they've lost some games that they should have won, and I've seen several people blaming her and you know rightfully so she wasn't playing not not let me take that back not rightfully so she was deserving of some criticism but not to the level that I've seen um that's just a you know it's a it's a reminder that we don't we don't control our own destinies and you never know what somebody's going through so um Again, just it's it's heartbreaking for her and I'm sure in the team and the family. So uh, just to end it, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to her, Lady Vols and Tamari Key and her family. So that wraps up this episode. We will hop back on Sunday night. Go ahead and start a episode to cover, you know, the basketball game and keep moving forward with all that. Um, So we hope to hear you all again. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for the love. Check a more chat out. <isphere> oh,
1: boy. Oh, boy.